From Miami Law, I'm Annette Uges, and this is The Explainer. It's not clear what the administration thinks it's achieving, right? That is to say that the administration seems to be picking a fight when the entities that you'd imagine to be benefited by the laxer regulatory regime, I say that the regime that Trump envisions. Welcome to season three of The Explainer, the legal affairs podcast where Miami law experts lend context and historical relevance to today's headlines. California prepares to go full honey badger on the Trump administration after Trump threatens to abolish the state's authority to set its own emission standards. With us to weigh in on states' rights in a changing climate is Miami Law's constitutional sage, Charlton Copeland. Let's go to executive producer Catherine Skip with the interview. Good morning, Charlton. Thanks for joining us here. Good morning. Thanks for having me. First, can you kind of set the stage for our listeners? How did California gain the right to set its own emission regulations that differ from federal standards? Well, the um, California entered into this space, uh, this regulatory space, um, prior to the, the, the national government. And, uh, and it was understood that California, because of its geography, had particular uh, and particularly thorny um, uh, issues around clean air and that um, California, in some sense, would be grandfathered in, right? That, they're, that, they're, that, that the emissions regulatory regime that they had established prior uh, to the Clean Air Act would be respected. And the, and the mechanism by which uh, that would be respected was through a, an administrative waiver. Uh, and, and this goes back... 50 years. This goes back literally 50 years, meaning statutes of various sorts have waivers. Waivers, um, you know, one could argue that the roots of the Affordable Care Act are in the waiver that was provided to Massachusetts, right, to to do uh, their um, uh, uh, expansion of of insurance coverage. but also waivers in other states to provide adults medical care. And so we recognize and think about waivers as really important policy flexibility tools in education policy, in health policy, and in environmental policy. And so um, this is uh, a waiver that will come through the EPA allowing California to uh, have rules that differ from the federal government. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um so we're looking at an administration that's already rolled back 70 environmental mm. rules. Um, what prevents states from deciding whether they're going to adhere to higher, or I, I guess you could go even lower standards of environmental issues such as water, air, drilling, endangered species protections? I think by and large, right, the, the, the environmental rules set a floor and the you know, the logic is that environmental laws at the at the federal level prevent a race to the bottom. Right. That 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 states uh, will, will not be incentivized to do anything uh, on their own if the entities that they attempt to regulate will simply pick up stakes and move across the state border, as it were. Um, and uh, and so that's a, an argument in favor of uh, national rules. But national rules, national regulatory rules often come uh, at a certain expense about state rules. Uh, often the bargain is that if we uh, accept regulation, then we will also preempt 
state rules that that are, uh, might go beyond or might create different rules. And again, you know, one of the, those areas, right? If we're talking about auto emissions, the the, the manufacturing industry would have argued uh, that it simply would not be efficient to meet a patchwork of regulatory mandates right. across 50 states. And so many times you get a floor and you get a ceiling, right? And and again, the, the recognition or, or grandfathering of sorts of California and the sheer size, right, mm-hmm. of the California market uh, allowed uh, that departure uh, that, again, has existed uh, these many years uh, to be recognized. Okay. So in this case, California and 13 other states and four car manufacturers mm-hmm. have said they want to go for the stricter standards. Mm-hmm. So by virtue of a number of states, could the states then in fact set the standard that the federal government would have, that, that they would make an, a new floor? It's kind of like, you know... It, where do states' rights or state regulatory rights begin and federal laws end? On some level, right, this is the, the and, and this is where the, the real issue uh, lies. Um, this is really about the, the, the market, right, and, and the, 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 the technological push, the sort of push to innovate. It's quite likely that, uh, that the California emissions uh, rules have some real benefit, have real benefit um, uh, for um, the incentives of manufacturers to innovate and the, the speed with which we, we get uh, improvement in these areas. And so um, I think that uh, under certain conditions, California and the other states and the, uh, and the, and, and the, the automobile manufacturers um, really get to set the the pace. And so on some level, the federal government becomes, becomes irrelevant, right? Mm-hmm. This isn't even about states. It's not about the federal government. It's just about sheer markets, right? And it's about the capacity of the automobile manufacturing industry to move in directions that reduce emissions at ever quicker rates because of, of these sorts of nudges, I guess mm-hmm. it, it, you could describe them as. And, um, and so it's, 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 it's not clear what the administration thinks it's achieving, right? That is to say that the administration seems to be picking a fight when the entities that you'd imagine to be benefited by the laxer regulatory regime, and I say that the regime that Trump envisions, that they'd be on his side. That's just not the case. And so it's, it's just really unclear. And it's really unclear what uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the Trump administration's antitrust argument is just really unclear. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the big picture is really unclear. Right? Because in an ideal world, you'd like the market to get to a regulatory sp- spot of improvement without much in the way of nudging. And so, and, and it is because of these inabilities, these sorts of failures is why we justify regulation. And so um, uh, this is, again, th- th- this is a moment where you're sort of left scratching your head about um, what, the, what the substantive 
agenda of the administration is. You, you, you get a sense of the politics, right? Picking fights with states like California may be the politics. But feeding your F-350 driving base. But we've seen this kind of again and again where the market is actually driving the force. Mm-hmm. We saw it in guns. If they won't enact gun control, business will enact mm-hmm. gun mm-hmm. control. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if they're going to say, oh, let's make cheaper cars that are, you know, burn gas less efficiently. Well, the market's saying, no, we don't want those things. How do you see this playing out? And well, they're going to be two. They're going to be. They're going to be uh, two things, right? There's a sort of legal process, uh, which will involve a challenge to the uh, administration's decision to revoke the waiver. Um, which I'm, I'm certain I haven't followed. The suits have been filed. If, if they are they being filed? Um, uh, and again, it, this is this this is a this is a really interesting moment because um, there's not much in the way of uh, meaning. I don't teach cases on waiver fights in administrative law. There are some important articles that have come out on waivers, but those generally came out. Uh, or the, the the most the more recent ones are, were were largely about centered on healthcare, right? Um, uh, and we and we saw recently fights uh, about waivers in the Medicaid context, right? States that attempted to impose work requirements, and we saw federal district court judges um, uh, invalidate those waivers, uh, but. A waiver revocation challenge, um, not to say that it's rare, it's a, but but um, this will be interesting. And, 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 and it's not clear to me that the administration is going to be able to justify the grounds of its revocation. And so I think that we're going to see a kind of classic administrative law case. But then um, to, to I think the question that you're asking, the sort of broader question, I think that um, – it might be too late to put this back in the bottle, right? Mm-hmm. Um, again, because of market forces, because of um, the 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 acquiescence of the of the of the manufacturing industry uh, here, that this seems to have moved beyond um, a fight between California and the EPA or California and the Trump administration, um, and it's just not clear to me that this makes good political sense, right? That, that um, Trump's decision to pick fights with a quote unquote natural ally, mm-hmm. big, big business. Um, again, just it, I, this just seems more performative than fundamental. Uh, and so um, I don't know where the, where the end is on that question because I, it, you, you, you could, you could almost envision a certain kind of walking back of this in a quiet way, but that the, that this attempt to revoke was, 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 a, was about something more. That is to say about the future movement in a, in a particular direction on environmental policy. And so certain kinds of signals need to be sent and, and, um, uh, 
And again, from an administrative law perspective, from a regulatory perspective, that's discomforting, right? Because the the, the regulatory state is supposed to be, um, as best it can, a rational state, a state that is legitimized, empowered, based upon sound, deliberative, evidence-based judgment. And uh, it's not clear that we are in the land of that. <laughs> Not for a few more years, maybe. Oh. <laughs> well, perfect. That's uh, great. Vroom, vroom. Thanks for joining Thank us. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us at The Explainer. If you like the show, leave us a five-star review with your podcast provider and ask your friends to subscribe. You can always drop us a comment at explainer at miami.edu. Our show is engineered and edited by Christopher Alzadi with theme music composed by Rady Kim from the Frost School of Music. I'm your host, Annette Uguez. Today's show was brought to you by Miami Law's Environmental Law Concentration. Pursue joint degrees in law and marine ecosystems, environmental science, or maritime law in partnership with the Rosensteel School of Marine and Atmospheric Science or the Abbas Center for Ecosystem Science and Policy. Visit law.miami.edu for more information.